We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball Group Therapy. It's Kirk Henderson, editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyBall.com, a website you should check out. Uh, coming to you before 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, December 1st. Whew, what a game. The Mavericks, um, they did a thing where those of us who had been wondering when they were going to hit shots, they saved all of the missed shots for a single game where they decided to make Maverick history and some low-key NBA history. Um, For those of you who may not have seen some of the numbers, um, it was beyond silly. Uh, Andrew Lopez reported, you know, they shot 87, or I'm sorry, 68.7%, which is a team record from the the field. They shot 79.6% on twos, which is also a team record. And the third best mark in the shot clock era from two-point range in NBA history. And it was it would be the highest two-point range in NBA history with a minimum of 40 uh, two-point field goals attempted. So just like a lot of crazy, crazy stuff going on. Um, the other kind of, you know, I don't know if you want to call it newsworthy, but like thing of note from the game was that Tim Hardaway was not the starter. And Reggie Bullock was, I felt like the Mavericks got off to a different kind of start with Reggie. Um, And they just really didn't look back. Luca was also, you know, he was the driving factor in this game was just, you know, 18 points and a bajillion assists in the first quarter was flat out rude in in certain respects. Um, Porzingis was a rim running monster. And then every single person on the bench was beastly. It was just a preposterous game. Uh, I felt like a get-right game for Tim Hardaway off the bench, which was nice. Who knows how that will continue, but I guess it doesn't really matter because the Mavericks play the Pelicans again, and unless Zion's coming back, which I don't remember, I don't necessarily – like, they, they should beat the crap out of the Pelicans again. I, you know, maybe not 32 points, um, but it's it's it just as nice. It feels good. Um, we've been in here the past two times really griping about some institutional – structural things with the Mavericks that aren't, you know, they still exist, but 
who cares? Like winning points by 32 or winning games by 32 points rules, and we should enjoy the, the little wins. Okay, um, coming up first, I want to remind everybody just who hasn't been on stage to you get instamuted. It's been a little buggy lately where it will not show your icon as unmuting, but what you need to do is be sure to look at the panel at the bottom where it has the mute option, as long as that doesn't have the red X on it, ignore what's happening at the top of the screen with your icon. Okay, coming up first, I see, I don't know, get jiggy, but let's get jiggy. Hit that unmute button. Hey, I'm good, Kirk. How are you Great, doing? great. Thanks for joining us. What do you got for us? Yeah, man. Well, I mean, it's hard to lose when KP and Luca play 27 minutes, have 20-point double-doubles um, besides the shooting. But this is something that needs to happen with, obviously, a better team than the Pelicans. I don't know where we stand as far as what team, you know, where is our kind of fulcrum for when we are good and we are bad? That's that's the, the question. Sure. I love that. I love it because you look at this morass in the West and it's just a bunch of like ugliness going on. And I don't have an answer for you. Uh, Josh Bow, my, my, you know, fellow editor and co-host on, on the Mavs Moneyball after dark podcast keeps making the joke of, are the Mavericks are going to be the first team in NBA history to be a finished four seed with a negative point differential. That's not going to happen. Like tonight, like that 32 point win boosted them from a negative. I want to say it was like 2.1 before the game. And now they're sitting at 0.8. Like they, they'd been outscored by 46 points the whole year. So like that game, that singular game almost cleared up every part of the point differential. Um, I want to say that as constructed, I feel like they are better. Um, just going through the, the look of things right now. I feel like they're better than the Clippers, Lakers, Blazers. I don't know about the Timberwolves. That's a preposterous thing to say out loud. I think the Grizzlies are also just really, really good. I'm looking forward to playing them, even though they're probably going to have Morant. Um, they're on the upper echelon of this, which is what's made some of these losses so damned frustrating. So what do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think you're right. I, I'll leave it to some of the other guys to, uh, you know, expound upon this, but it's frustrating right now. It feels like we have a great record, but one of the, uh, you know, least amount of kind of rah-rah towards this team that uh, I've felt in a while, honestly, with Luca mm. in the Well, the Luca stuff, it's funny. When, you know, the, the Locked on Mavs guys, you know, they do, they do a great job. They're a lot more positive than me. Love them for that. Somebody needs to be positive. But they had, like, a segment of their show last night which was, like, ranking the Mavericks' problems. And I kept thinking – like that we have to rank the Mavericks problems isn't of itself a problem because I don't know what is the, um, what you, like the genesis of the things that are challenging the Mavericks in, in overall this year, because you could point to Luca's fitness. You could point to the shooting, but if the shooters were hitting their shots, Luca would be getting to the rim more. For example, you know, there's just like all these sort of things that are all so interconnected that I don't, 
I don't really know where to start with it. And that makes, you know, it makes a game like tonight just a little bit eye-opening because as everyone has been telling me, all they need to do is hit their shots. Well, I get that, but it just hadn't happened. And the next question is, how does it happen again? Um, I did, I think like, like really in the weeds thing that I liked tonight was I felt that Tim Hardaway was taking better shots. I think he's been dribbling too much. Um, I also liked the looks that Reggie Bullock got early. Would like to see more volume from him. Uh, fun stat for all of you nerds out there. Reggie Bullock shooting 66% in December. All right. But, uh, well, thank you for joining us. You got anything else? Oh, he already left. My bad. Okay, coming up next, we have a team of regulars. So if you want to invite yourself up, please uh, come on up. Chris Haley, how you doing tonight, buddy? Is the app going to let me invite you? There we go. Okay, I'm, I'm here. How you doing? Uh, I'm I'm good. I was apparently unable to hit your hit your button. And oh yeah. It, I was like, there's no. I can't unmute myself. What am I doing? Oh. It, it means I need to cre- clean my. <laughs> but uh, no, this playing the Pelicans could not come at a better time. Uh, and honestly, I did not see that Cavs game because I don't really watch the Cavs all that much. But I did not foresee us losing like that. But you know, I guess the Wizards was kind of frustrating, you know, because these are teams we beat in the past. Sure. But uh, just playing the Pelicans, yeah, I'm just hoping with this Jekyll and Hyde team sometimes that we have that, man, I just I just hope we don't lose Friday. I know we had a good, great win tonight, and that's good, you know, start of a winning streak, hopefully, but well, just Friday night. I got a stat for uh, you. I got a stat for you. The Dallas Mavericks score an average of 139 points whenever Dalton Trigg sits in the first row of an NBA game. So we need to make that happen again because friend of the show, Dalton, drove all the way to uh, New Orleans to see it. And I, I, you know, I kind of want to start a Kickstarter to make sure he gets to go to the next one. Yeah, and I'm only slightly concerned, I guess, because the Clippers, I mean, dropped a game against the Pelicans a couple days ago. So that's the only reason I... I guess I'd be concerned, but I don't know. Maybe Luke, we just have the Pelicans number. I mean, obviously Zion's not playing. Uh, feels felt kind of bad for him, you know, and and, and that franchise for just all the Zion's problems. But uh, well, they won three of four, like you noted, and they had, they'd scored an average of 139 points over those over those three wins. And yeah, yeah, you know, they did have a stinker. You know, but Brandon Ingram sort of scored at will. It just wasn't quite enough. Um, I think that they, they they definitely possess enough talent to. Yeah, Devontae to Graham was starting. I was starting to worry in the first quarter. He was hitting all those threes, and I'm just wait, I was waiting for Brandon Ingram to do what he was doing to us last year. I mean, I think we. Mm-hmm. Were, um, but yeah, yeah, just a great win, just a non-stressful. I mean, you, you just like to have those kind of wins where you win by 20 or 30 points. Not stressful. It's a, you, you, we needed a win desperately. Uh, Powell didn't stink. I can't really. I don't think I could really complain about him playing the night. I think he played great. And no Willie Cauley-Stein on the floor for the second straight game. I love it. This is third, third straight game, third I think. Third straight game. He so what's up, what's up with him? Is, is this like a – oh, actually, he was, he's, a, he's been sick, right? Uh, he was sick one game, and then they changed the second game to um, uh, personal reasons, which I like to uh, – I, I mean this jokingly, but I, I said that mad social media bullied him off of the team. So he, did, he needed to take a break. So and, and kind of getting into the personal reasons thing with Goran Dragic, uh, you know, I, I'm just saying for him for another playmaker. I know he's 35 years old, and he, you know he's Luca's little big brother, but that would be great. I mean, we obviously want him on the team just to have an extra playmaker and all. But I'm just what what do the Raptors want? I mean, just give, I don't know. give them all. Okay. I, I I just I don't know. It's one of those things where. 
Or is Nola, it Keegan not asked. wanting to pick up his contract, basically? There's I mean. that. There is a little bit of that. I mean, he said, like, like Tim McMahon reported that. But it's one of those deals where, you know, somebody pointed it out in the chat earlier. Who was? I want to give him credit on this. Um, Damian noted there was one fadeaway that Dirk hit. He got fouled. Dirk. That Luca hit that looked like Dirk where he got fouled. He put his hands mm-hmm. on his hips and stared down the ref. Yeah. <laughs> he was right. He got fouled. He was right. He got fouled. But you can't do that. And yeah. there's just been like, like not to be the damper this early in the show, but like, that's why we keep talking about Goron is like, there has to be somebody that he respects on a peer to peer level, not coach authority level, but peer to peer within the group to like slap him upside the head and be like, dude, you're cooking this team alive. Focus on that. And that's he just can't I, help like, himself. JJ Barea. I mean, he's just one of my favorite all time mass players. I mean, just to have him on the team, I mean, he wasn't on the team last year, but just it would just be nice to have him on the team, just to have yeah. him as a leadership role, you know. So he's won the championship with us. I mean, Luca could give him credit right there. So I don't know, but you know, like I said, great win, non-stressful win. Um, hopefully, they can do it again Friday. So that's right, that's right. Thanks, Chris, for joining as always. Yes, sir. You too. You know, Josh Bo just made a point. He and I just recorded. He said this game reminded him of the 2019-20 game where they played Mexico City against the Pistons, where Luca and KP were just tethered in the most positive way imaginable. Um, I I hadn't thought of that until he said it. Now I can't really stop thinking about it because the the that was one of the more chemistry laden games between the two of them. Um, love seeing Porzingis as a 7-3 rim runner. It shouldn't have been rocket science that that's something that he would be good at, but I'm really pleased to see him doing it. And not only doing it, he's doing it from all angles. There was a baseline dunk. There were two or three down the lane dunks. There's one coming from the wing. Just love it. Love seeing the way he's playing. Um, just really maximizing how how his box score It's great. It's wonderful to see. Okay, coming up next, we have Davis. How you doing, Davis? How's it going, Kirk? Good. Thanks for joining tonight. Oh, man. You mentioned the Mexico City game, and I just – it, like – I always get sad thinking about it because Luca injured, like, a game like right. this. Like, the first <laughs> right. And it totally stalled that chemistry. And then KP played amazing, like, two weeks – for, like, two more weeks against – pretty tough competition and then he gets injured and then Luke, that that whole that was a mess that was like we were in the cusp of like greatness and uh it just got ruined by injuries um well if if we ignore my my 45 minute to an hour long rant last podcast what if this game is 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 the the platform for greatness for them the the launching point <laughs> well i the denver game and then Luca gets injured the next game oh yeah <laughs> And I was like, I was so pissed off. I was like, this is deja vu. Like, we have a we have a peak KP Luca game, and then Luca gets injured in the last minute of the game. Like, that was that was, of course, that would happen. Um, but anyway, like, I just wanted, and I've been, I know I've stressed this so often, but like, just KP at the five. I just want to bring up some stats here. Some you know some hard. Let's hear it. I love from, it. From clean the glass, like KP at the four. Prepare yourself for this. Kirk. KP at the four has a differential of negative 14.8 points per game. K at the five has a differential of, of 1.5 with a points per possession of, of about 109 versus 96 points per possession at the four. Like 
it is just, it's unplayable. We can't play him at the four. It's just <laughs> not going to happen. And, and, <laughs> no. and like, I don't, and what we saw tonight was great, his cutting, but like that happens because there's an open paint for him to cut into, right? He, he can't do that playing next to Willie or playing next to Moses or playing next to Bobine. Like yeah. that's just not going to happen. So like, and then watching the second half where he was so involved, like off the pick and roll, making passes. Really great handoff um, stuff. Like everything was right. Just love the handoff stuff. Like the Mavericks don't, and Josh Bow wrote about this, like the Mavericks don't have ball handlers really outside of Brunson and, and Luca. And so getting some of these other players, and, and even Luca himself, like there was one, one of the last scores before the first half was a KP handoff to Luca where Luca's basically running full speed. Luca never goes full speed. Like we need more Luca full speed. Exactly. Like he, and with his size, like it's, he's like a freaking truck, you know, moving down the lane. Like he's just so hard to stop. And KP is probably what the third best passer in the team behind Brunson. Like, I high. think he's, a, I, that's an interesting question because his passing is probably one of the only things in his game career wise that he hasn't unlocked for consistent stretches. I will say that his ability to, when he's not like locked in on something, I really like the decision making that comes from him. He's gotten a, he's had a number of games that have had hockey assist games, and so I'd like seeing that. I, I don't know if he's the third best, but I will say I am very comfortable when he gets the ball and it's not necessarily in scoring. I think he makes good reads. Like he's like not like he's not gonna he's not Jokic out there making you know, but like he makes the right read um, a lot of time, which I think is I think there's probably you know. Luca Brunson and then maybe Nita Nila Kina and then everyone else generally doesn't make the right read. Um, sure. They just don't sure. have the you know, Timmy is is doesn't have the best uh passing acumen, I guess I, I would say. Yes. But yeah. uh but yeah, I mean I think starting you know, benching Timmy, which I, I think I've I've wanted to that for a while now, I think he's just better off the bench. Um I think he, he like, he, I think his feast on, on less talented teams, on less talented, uh, players. And that was good to see. Again, I'm just hoping we can just start out with KP at the five moving forward, but sure. it seems like Kid is really, um, really persistent on having another big man out there. But, uh, oh, they're worried about on- the wear and tear. Like, there's just no other way about it. When he's uh, playing five and he puts himself in these positions, they're worried about him getting hurt. I I just do, I'm not sure I buy that argument. Like, is there actual evidence to suggest that? Because KP's biggest injury was in New York, where he played majority of the four. Um, well, I mean, at this point, he's uh, had he's had 15 lower body injuries that has made him miss time in his career. 15. Actually, it might be more than that now. And but so I, I, it, it's like. I like to see what percentage that was that was him at the five. Like, like well, what it's, it's just anything that, that were like. I think they worry about explosive movements with him. Like if he's guarding the rim as the sole rim protector, for example. I, but the flip side and the problem that we keep running into is like he's best at that. You know, when he's diving for offensive boards, uh, and diving is not what I meant to say. Like basically crashing really hard on the offensive glass, and you know, diving to the rim for dunks. And I think the more like if you if you play, I, I tend to agree with what you're saying. I, I just am, am 
there, there's there's a little bit of a work component going on here where if KP doesn't want to play the five full game full time, like Anthony Davis does this all the time, you have to find ways to to be like make things work with him in that four position, even if it doesn't work. Like we know it doesn't work. They don't unless there were if, if they were maybe get a different style big, like a, a real true like banger. I think some certain things could work. Um, who's the guy that the Kings resigned? Um, he's got that crazy push shot that everybody likes talking about. Holmes, uh, thank you, Christian. Like, I would have loved to have seen Rashawn Holmes play, like the Mavs sign him and they play him at five because I think it would have been like a weird, funky thing where you could steal some more time. Because the problem is, like, the Mavericks centers right now, none of them are threats to do anything. They're threats to foul and piss us off. Like, they're not. Yeah, and Boban kind of excluded, but you don't want to play Boban in KP. So, yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying, though. I mean, I think the ideal big man next to KP would be like an Aaron Gordon. Um, sure. Super, sure. Like, which is, which I was clamoring to get him a couple of years ago, um, trading. But anyway, uh, I'll say this. I think KP, you know, obviously AD playing the four for LA is really holding them back. I think they would have a much better record if. He was the five. I think same for the Mavericks. I also think I don't think you you really want KP. Like I don't. I is he that much healthier running around the perimeter, like running through screens? I'm not sure. Uh, but anyway, I'll I'll get off with one more question. I think I w- I'd be interested in the Mavs pursuing um, Eric Gordon from the Rockets. I think um, he. I think he would be. I'd be even willing to maybe give up a first round pick considering how weak this conference is this year. Um, I love, I love I the spice. So I, Xavier, can you confirm this in the chat for me real quick? I'm pretty sure that the Mavericks are currently at the point where they can't trade a specific first round pick because of the protections uh, on the pick that they owe yeah. the Knicks. The Cleveland so, yeah. yeah. And it yeah. just, it kind of like that. So right. we're just, First round picks are basically out of the question, I think, at this point. You are you are totally correct. I so. completely forgot about I I was um thinking since New York took our pick this year, we had we freed up a pick, but we did give up two picks for mm. Xavier notes right. that the only way that they could trade something is they would have to remove those protections, which it'd have to be quite the deal for them to want to do that. Yeah. But Dave, thank you. This is this good conversation. I appreciate you hanging out. Anyway, thanks, Kirk. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up next, we have Brett. Got a room full of regulars at this point, so we're just going to go person at a time. Doing well. Um, so you were talking earlier about how what you like from KP in this game. I love basically everything from KP offensively in this game. Um, you know, like I know a lot of people, you know, in early in other games where he's you know posting up, hitting some shots like that. Like he played entirely within what what I think most, at least like me or you or a lot of fans who are more like analytically minded would like to see from his game. Um, in that he's like, they didn't, they notably did not feed him in the post early in this game, which I thought was interesting because they basically have in like every other game. I feel like he's played like there have been two or three set plays designed to get in the ball in the post. And I don't think that there was a single one. I um, mean, like the first quarter of this game. Sounds right to me. I mean, it was, it was fun watching him play. I love the rim diving. I just, you know, Ben, uh, our guy Ben at Mavs Moneyball wrote a piece about how, like, Porzingis dunks are just so 
I mean, he's angry, and it's it's you know, I mean, I know he's seven three. I, I can't really think of a comparable Mav that has dunked like this. We just haven't, we just don't have dudes that dunk in our <laughs> like Tyson Chandler, maybe. I don't. It's been a long time. Well, yeah, I mean, and also like this, these are the kind of games and like those plays with him and Luca, where which is what drives you crazy in games where they like just don't go to it. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it, because is it such. Like and, and he, even even when he popped, he had like like three or four threes that just he didn't hit, and like and those are ones that you know over the course of the season. Like he's gonna hit. He's hitting. He's shooting thirty one percent from three. Like there's yeah. gonna be a stretch where Porzingis shoots like forty five percent, and it's gonna be, you know, we, we might at that point be working the trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the game, Those are those games where he like breaks defenses with his long threes. But but just in general, I mean, they get good shots out of that. I mean, and it's also like Luka getting assists to the corner, like hitting like like Finney Smith or or Bullock just like wide open. And also with Bullock starting, like I do like him with the starters. Like someone earlier had said that that he um, that that Hardaway off the de- off the bench can can like kind of feast on on kind of like worse players. I think it also helps mask his like biggest weakness, which is that he just like can't defend. And he can't at all. put it on screens. At all. And, like he's, and, th- and it's been like worse this he year, He left too. a guy tonight like that had a rim, like he, a guy at the rim, yeah. he just ran away from him as he, it's like, what yeah. do you think is happening here? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I mean, and, and then, he, and so like him off the bench, like Harway off the bench, will he'll, he'll be able to A, play a few less minutes a game, spend more energy just on offense. I mean, and and Bullock does not like Bullock does not need the ball as much as Hardaway does. Um, like he, he like should not, he should not be like taking really any stuff off the dribble in the way that Hardaway does like occasionally take shots off the dribble. He works much better like off ball where he can just sit in the corner like Dorian can just sit in the corner. Um, and like obviously I know that that's like people don't like the map when the match play that way, but like I tend to agree with um, what. Like Haralabas says about the like this kind of things that like Luca just has to do like they have to play like that when he's in right like you just can't take the ball out of his hands um, but yeah I mean like 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 I I am and, and like the the rotations overall are honestly like other than um, other than like you know playing Frank over Burke off the bench like when when he's healthy off the bench like right. it was that was and like Boban playing for kind of unexplained reasons as well. Like, I just didn't understand that. But, like, but other than that, like, this is, this is like, the closest I feel like the rotations have been. Like, like absent the, you know, the results of the game, like, I felt like, like, when different players went in and out, the lineups that were on the floor, like, made sense and were lineups that, like, were there with a, on, the, on the floor with a purpose. Like, they each, well, like the, the lineups complement, like, the players complement each other well. Let me ask you this. I threw this to Josh. And I see my man Akiva waiting to talk in the chat. I'm sure he'll have some comments on this too. I think the Mavericks need to try Boban once every game. And if he makes a shot or if he, like he, if he basically, because when, when Boban goes in, it becomes a Boban offense. That's just the nature of Boban. But if he goes in and he hits like one of his first two shots, you keep him in. If he misses those first two shots, yank him. Um, Yeah. He just causes defenses to freak out for like four to six minutes, and that's four to six minutes that you're staving and and not using KP at the five 
in that you're not using Luca necessarily. Um, and even Luca's in, cause he, you know, Luca feeds him in pretty good spots. I, I, I want to see. I'd love, I I'd, love to see, I'd love to see him just start like every second quarter. Just, like, just, just for like five minutes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and then because that's when Luca's not in the offense, you know, at the end of the, at the beginning of like that kind of quarter, like the offense will sometimes stagnate. Um, just, uh-huh. just because, I mean, I mean, like, because, like, like, like in those kind of games where Brunson is not particularly like, like he had a fine game today, but like sometimes, you know, he's not always going to, you know, be as great as he's been like early on this season. Um, and then that gives you someone to go to. It gives you like a direction to go to. And like, obviously, occasionally he'll just get played off the floor. But like, again, then you can just pull him after a minute or two. If the, if the other team, if the other team makes the concerted effort and like in the playoffs, like that is what happens. Like teams do make that effort to, play a player like him off the floor. Like they will mm-hmm. go at him every time. But in the regular season, especially against like a team like the Pelicans or like a like if they played a young team like you know the Magic, like the Pistons, like they don't have the players that have that mindset of like exploiting the other team's weakness, or they're just going to go through their sets, kind of regardless of what the personnel is on the floor. Right, right. No, there's there's something to that. Well, what else you got for us, Brett? Uh, nope, that's basically everything. Thanks for having me up. Killer. Killer. So I'm, I love the comments. I read them as we're talking. The one thing I want to emphasize as best as I can to folks is I do think it's important that we take a little bit of joy from the wins where we get them. I 100% understand looking at this team and saying this win does not change my perception of the team. Doesn't really change my perception of the team. But I have to cover them. I have to watch every game. I don't always want to be a shit. Sometimes it's fun because I like knowing the fact that I'm right. But scoring, like shooting 70% from the floor is awesome. We're never going to see something like that again. Like quite literally, we are never going to see something like that again. The Mavericks last shot above, like their previous record for field goal percentage from the floor happened in 1983. That was before I was born. And I assume a significant number of the people in here were born. So we just kind of just enjoy it a little bit is what I'm going to encourage people. Anyhow, um, what else do we got here? We have Christian. What's up, my guy? Hey, Kirk. How you doing? Oh, I just was wondering, like, who thought, you know, running the pick and roll with Luca and KP quite a bit (laughs) can actually be good? (laughs) Yeah, the the good thing works. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that I mean, it, to be fair, I mean the Pelicans' defense was awful, but I mean, I the stats don't lie. Like they're fantastic in the pick and roll together. Um, you know, I think one thing that I'm really excited for, I, you know, after the stats, uh, I can't remember who referenced it, and I know we've referenced it quite a bit about Reggie Bullock. I, you know, saw a lot of people uh, complain about the signing and you know, see, this is, no, Reggie's a good, solid player. Um, He's going to be an important player for us, especially in the playoffs. Is he a real needle mover? No, but I do think uh, he'll be an important player for us. I think the, between seeing him tonight and Sterling Brown over the past, like, three or so games has been a lot better. Shouts Uh, to Sterling Brown no longer looking like he's carrying um, the Carmelo Anthony bodysuit whatever is going on with him. Because as much as we talk on Luca's rotundness, 
Um, that man looked like he was, you know, like, like a, a third string NFL running back, not expecting to go into the game. Yeah. He, I mean, he's, uh, he's definitely been playing a bit better. Definitely, uh, I guess thicker guy, but I think, you know, a lot of these role players, uh, are going to need to be decent for us. And I, you know, it's funny to kind of think about, uh, I, I was happy when we signed Frank, but I think he is important, uh, to this team. His defense is, you know, forever has been fantastic. Um, but I think, you know, man, it, it felt good to just sit in the couch one night to not jump up at things or scream at the TV and just like, no, we're going to win. It did. Uh, it did. Do you want to do? Did you happen to read Matthew's article today on Reggie Bullock at, at Mavs Moneyball? I haven't. I, I ju- got off at seven, so just went. That is okay. I wanted to. This gives me a lead in to talk about it. He um, and we're just we're gonna. You know, I'm not gonna say it's nerdy because this book series is one of the best selling series on the planet. Um, he compares the Maverick shooting guard position to the defense against the dark arts position at Hogwarts, and I think really like the comparison. Um, big, big into that comparison because we've not had a shooting guard that works, I think, since um, I can't remember. And so it was nice to see him turn the corner. And it's really funny, at least for me, it's funny. That, like We were talking like the month-by-month shot percentage for Bullock for his career. In October, he shoots 25%. In November, he shoots 31%. In December, he shoots 42%. And basically, anytime after after November, he shoots like Ray Allen. It's kind of crazy for his career. Um, so it just it made me laugh tonight after we've been just kicking him in the shins, and rightfully so because he's missed all sorts of shots that he starts tonight by by hitting two of three three points. <laughs> Literally, as soon as December first hits, he's like, "All right, time to time to actually put it in the bucket." Yeah. Uh, but you know, the last thing I want to say, I mean, I definitely enjoyed tonight. Uh, really heartening to see KP with that was a pretty tough ankle roll. Uh, it was. To, to look pretty good tonight, um, all those kind of things. And I, I know we want to enjoy the moment, but I will say always for all of us, let's keep in mind, let's not give up our first round picks for something that doesn't really move the needle. Keeping in mind in a, two years, we'll be able to have all of our picks back um, and to really add something that could, you know, make us a contender because, uh, if if it's one thing, I think more than anything, Luca wants to win. We see how much he cares, especially when it's playoff times. Uh, man, he he really needs to learn to put his head on a swivel defensively. Because I swear, whoever he's guarding, sitting now on the corner, can just cut to the rim every two seconds, and he'll get a bucket. Because the guy never pays attention. But um, excited about the win. I can't believe we're still fourth in the West. That's, uh, that's, that's nice. Uh, and, you know, appreciate uh, you bringing me up and look forward to listening to others. Sure thing, buddy. Yeah, nothing uh, killed me more than it was like, I don't know, two in the morning on Monday. And I looked, you know, we were all were losing our shit, as we should have. It was a bad loss. And uh, I then checked the, the um, standings. It's like, Matt, still fourth. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, Grayson, what's happening, my guy? Hey, Kirk. Uh, I have a theory on why they shot so well tonight. Um, 
I'm pretty sure Dalton was the only one in the building. He might have been. I don't think the Man, their fans, their fans are not in it. No, I think the Mavs thought they were playing in the bubble. Um, and I mean, speaking of Dalton being in the building, I saw you tweeted about this, but I kept on looking on the sideline to see if I could, uh, if I could spot him. And uh, I thought I saw him a few times, but I wasn't sure. I thought I might, anyway. he might. He might not have been on. Like he was like maybe second row back. But when you see Dalton, you don't unsee Dalton. Like Dalton is a distinct. I mean, yeah, I th- I think I might have spotted him, but again, it's hard to tell. But I had a I had a good time tonight. Um, you know, you guys have been talking about how we need to enjoy the wins, and a few of the things that I took away were just like. I don't know. I, we obviously had a good time watching this game, but it seemed like the Mavs had a good time playing in this game. I mean, Luca was smiling the whole time, and it feels like it's been a while since I've seen him just kind of relax and play the game a little bit. So I love that. Obviously, you guys just talked about it. Reggie was great. Um, I've been really impressed with his defense all year, so to see his shot finally hopefully start to come together. I mean, it is December, so he is Ray Allen now. We have to remember that. Uh yeah, I'm very excited for that, and um, I still think the team is probably uh, a move away, or they need to make a move. I don't want to say they're a move away from anything, uh, but I think they need to make a move if they want to go to the next level. Um, but yeah, hopefully this is just a trend in the in the right direction for the shooting, because um, a lot of these guys are due for some positive regression, and uh, hopefully that was we that was the start of that tonight. So that's what I hope too. Thanks, Grayson. Appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate it. Okay, coming up next, Akiva. What's happening? Please tell me you had awesome seats at the game. Hit that unmute button down there at the bottom. Sometimes it's uh, being a little funky for folks lately. Because yeah, there's a new update today, which I found out. Um, all right. Well, there he is. There he is. Oh, How are we doing? I'm good. Thank you, uh, Kirk. Sorry about that delay. Uh, uh, I think I thought the phone kicked me out, but uh, kicked me back in. So I hope everything is good with you. So, uh, uh, Kirk, uh, the uh, I don't want to sound like a broken record. We all know what we got. We got a GM who is uh, a terrible GM, but he also happens to be the owner. And he will never, he will never fire himself. Obviously, we don't expect him to. He could sell the team, but he's not going to do that. And he's not humble enough to understand that it's the problem is him. And uh, so we live with that. So because he's a terrible GM, we've had bad coaches uh, for the last whatever, 15, 20 years. Had- <laughs> I love that you just stay on this. I'm 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 consistent. I'm never going to change my mind. Once I make up my mind, <laughs> and I made up I and I've made up my mind about kid. This guy's no sure. good. Sure. I'm telling you. And until we get rid of him, we not Listen, with a great great player like Luca, an all-time great. You could still win playoff series with this coach. With this coach, uh, with Luca carrying him like a piano on his back. Uh he could still you could still win. But you want to maximize your team, your everything you have if, if in your team, you want to maximize it. And you, until you can, you have a good coach that maximizes your talent, you have nothing. Um, I'm gonna say this. Uh, how do I know that um, uh, kid is a terrible coach? The biggest problem for the Mavs uh, this year is they get eaten a lot 
eaten up alive inside. Uh, there's a, it, it, the, uh, KP, we know that, you know, we have, uh, Luca, an all time great, and we have a bunch of scrubs and a giant underachiever in KP. I've Though he's been him. better. He's been better. I know. I've watched him at his best with the Knicks. Sure. I thought he was going to be the, the greatest Nick of all time. Uh, I thought he was going to dominate on the defensive end and the offensive end. I thought he was going to be the, that, that rare, great both sides sure. of the role player. And he just, you know, especially after the injury, first he, first he, I could see what the problem with was the first couple of years. Carmelo was on the team. He totally deferred to Carmelo, even though he was 10 times the player that Carmelo was. And I saw that he didn't have the heart for it. He didn't have the heart. Now he, he gets pissy with Luca, but he, he, he deferred to Carmelo, who's a, a freaking loser, uh, a bull stopper, a bull stopper. <laughs> and he deferred to him, but he, he did, he, he has problem deferring to Luca. I mean, come on. Come on. They're uh, finding it though. Like the, 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 you know, when things work, cause Porzingis is working some of this, some of the garbage out of his game. I really, I just, I have to believe it. And frankly, we've seen it the past six or seven games. And I'll so, tell you what's going to happen. He's going to break our hearts by God forbid getting hurt again. Something. Yeah. He's not, he's just not destined to do it. He's either, you know, I, 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 he's a great talent. He's just not destined to do it. He's either going to get hurt or half the time he's not. He like last year he was like half the time he was playing. playing yeah, he was like, hurt the whole year. I mean he came back like he wanted to come back from injury. They needed him and and it's tough. Like I will simply say that you said this, not me, because I don't want everyone to yell at me. But I completely understand where you are coming from on this one with him. And and with this current roster, as bad as they are, I I know nobody believes this when I say this. You did say something today about Boban should play every game. I, I agree with that. I disagree. That should be yanked after five minutes. You you have only two guys on this team who are not great. Who, eh, I'm not I'm not overrating them. Who are who who are true bigs, and that's Moses Brown, and that's um uh and that's Boban. So what you do is you maximize what you got. You 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 play tw- each one twenty minutes. You Did get you see what fouls. happened to, to, to poor Moses against an four actual big man okay. in Cleveland? Why do you take him out, use up the six fouls, let him commit two more fouls? When he, he might, was he in might the game. do it. What? <laughs> he might commit all those fouls That's in like okay. six minutes. <laughs> At least you tried. You gave yourself a chance. When he was in the game, first of all, he was plus two for the for the mega ministry. But he was plus two. But what I saw, I liked. He he actually, what you want out of a big is to plug up the middle and not let it become a conga to the free throw line uh, or or through basket. To the basket, yeah, I know right, what you mean. Through basket, right? And and the only guys on this team that do will do that as an as because it's na- it's natural to them is Moses Brown and Boban, and you use them as much as you can, twenty minutes each. 12 fouls between them and you will get what you need out of them. You do, you can't expect certain things out of them, but you, you have to understand what they do, what provide, what they provide for you. They close up the lane and, and until and kid is not smart enough to figure that out. Well, I mean, I will tell you the stats on their rim protection for both of them suck, but I, I, I your intent for me is that, and, and please tell me if I'm reading you wrong. When it comes to what the Mavericks offer you from big man positions, they have guys who can't do anything in terms of rim protection, 
And then they have guys who are huge. And when you play the Cavaliers and then the Wizards, who each had a guy that just ate the Mavericks alive, that really stands out. And and Lauren Gunn, who writes for us, really loves, like, seeking out all sorts of trades. It's just, like, her deal. And we've been having kind of a constant debate the past three days on Mavs Moneyball in our Slack about, you know, the Mavericks are probably going to make a trade. I don't know how. I don't know who. But big men are in surplus in the NBA compared to ball handlers. So I've just simply, you know, they came into the game to, into the, the, um, the year with six bigs and, uh, Willie, um, Dwight are, are basically interchangeable in the fact that they don't really offer a ton, despite the fact that the Mavericks play them a lot. They're they're a waste of time. They're a waste of time. Maxi gives you something, but they, they ask too much of Maxi. So like I'm, they need an honest to goodness, really big like, they need a banger. They need a guy who is willing to throw his body around and play physical basketball in some way, shape, or form. I don't really have a good idea for targets. I'm I, I'm I'm kind of hung up on ball handlers at the moment. But those past two games showed you why they needed a power big in some form. And then tonight, when you play against a team like like the Pelicans, who don't have anyone like that, it just doesn't matter. And so it's it's really it, it, the, the you know the Clippers have like Zubak who who is another banger of a big like there's just enough of these guys where the Mavericks need someone to match it in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, but we, for now, for what we have now, I really believe again it's not a perfect thing, but to maximize what you got, you stick those two guys in there between them, twenty minutes each. You have the twelve fouls, and you a lot of your you're not gonna be eaten up alive if anything. You're gonna, you're gonna, and that's really all Luca needs is somebody, somebody to, and and give them a little bit time. Why is Coley Stein getting 20 minutes? And I, right that, now, I, we, yeah, that I don't understand. They've proven to us that they're no good. Yeah. So, so can kids see that? Why, why Moses Bryan hasn't proven to us? He hasn't got a chance yet. No, he plays really hard. He, well, like, like he, I, I, he plays hard. Like I, I value the playing hard. More than I am worried about the mistakes, so I understand where you're coming right. from. Right, he gives you something. Those yeah. two, those other guys take up space. They do nothing. They just do harm. And, That's right. And it's it's just a waste of time. And when I see coach keep putting these guys out, Dwight Powell, I, he means good. He just can't do it. And and Willie Cole signed a total. Uh, Willie's Willie's much more frustrating. Because oh, <laughs> it's awful, like <laughs> awful, just awful. And yet and yet he starts him. And then, yeah. and then, you know, it's like that tells me that the coach is no good. And when the coach is no good, it's not nothing's going to help you at the end of the day because sooner or later he's going to make bad rotations, bad judgment calls. He's not going to match the other coach on the other uh, on the other sideline, and you're going to be screwed. Uh, so, I, you know, hopefully they could promote within. You know, maybe the coach, uh, the, that Slovenian guy. Oh, from the Serbian guy, whatever he is, Kokoskov. Maybe, uh, you know, uh, Luca seems to get along with kid. That's the bad sign. That's a bad uh, sign. Well, Luca gets along. I think Luca tends to just get along with dudes. I mean, he seems like. It, he didn't get along with Carlisle. He didn't get along not, with Carlisle. Yeah, but it took three years. Took yeah. Three years. You know, yeah. like eventually this sort of shit where, like, like that's where I was worried that's by. True. I don't know if you listened to our last green room, but one of the things we were talking about in here is just how pissed Luca looked at every other Maverick by the like the end of that Cavs game. So yeah, well, well that's what it's, out. it's that's what it's gonna take Luca to get pissed after a couple of years, and then we maybe if he doesn't leave by then we will have a different coach. But whatever. 
Well, you've been great, Akiva. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for letting me, uh, you know, vent over here. Okay. <laughs> That's the point of group therapy. <laughs> Have a good night. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. My bad. Greg, Greg, you've got a very good avatar. How are you doing tonight? Jaylen hey, Waddle. Kirk, how are you? I'm good. It's unrelated, but Jalen Waddle is, is Greg's avatar for people listening on the podcast. Jalen Waddle is one of the craziest wide receivers I've ever watched. How you doing? I'm good. I First time doing this, so I just wanted to talk about Kid for a second, if you don't mind. Um, so, I was looking at the other coaches. I'm person that lives in Iowa, so I watch, I stream the Mavericks games. I watch them on my laptop, and I watch them that way. Compared to being a local, I get the night, and I get, um, night, so, sorry about that. So, um, so, uh, I get the Pacers games here for the most part, so I get to see every Rick Carlisle instance once again. And Rick Carlisle just looks mad every game. No problem. Like tonight, especially since they lost in the Hawks game tonight. And um, I was looking at their records. They're 3-10 and 10 on the road, and they're 0-5 against the division already. Yeah, that's rough. I mean, 1-3 against this. Yeah, and here's something that blew my mind. Chauncey Billups and the Trailblazers, they're 10-1 and 1 at home, and they're 1-10 and 10 on the road. <laughs> that's terrible. So I was just, I was just like, I know we give kid trap, which I mean, a lot of it's justified, but some of these guys in new locations, it's not as sweet as what we've experienced so That's far. Because the grass is not always greener. Um, I think that's where I don't really have a firm take on kid yet. I don't, there's enough that concerns me, but I'm not, he's kind of lower on the list for me. But I can't help but think, you know, so we had on, I'm not sure if any, you know, anybody listened to the show, the the green room following the last game. So in the last probably 25 minutes, we had on Seth Partnow, who was a former, I mean, he's been my friend for a long time. He worked in the, the Bucks front office. He worked in the Bucks front office when Jason Kidd was there. Um, it took, I he wouldn't say anything about Kidd on the show, even though I tried to get him to, but there's just like, like there's enough about kid to cause not concern, but just be like, is he the guy? He gives me Avery Johnson vibes more than anything else, where I think he's going to take them to a certain place, but it's not going to be enough. Yeah, yeah. Do you see like Igor being the like coach and waiting then, like like they did with Nelson to Johnson, or do you think they would go outside the organization? I don't know. I think that Luca had a hand in kid because he's the $207 million man, which also says to me, he probably had some input on not like, like on positions that kid was open to. Cause there's guys that kid brought in, but Igor was a different fit. I'm not really sure. I, I, I just don't know. I mean, Igor Krakowskov is a very smart coach um, tactics wise. I don't know what the fit would be. I, I mean, at this point, I'm so – I find myself having more, like, existential concerns about Luka than tactical things with the Mavericks because – and I mentioned this earlier in the show. Like, they need to have someone who he feels like he is on an equal level than. And right now, he is simply a savant doing things that aren't being matched, and it's really hard to hold him in check 
and it's really hard to to kind of call him to to you know call him out when he's becoming you know petulant because he's right ninety eight percent of the time, and and you know there's just that like I'm I, I think long term I'm a little worried about that fix you know you don't like you watch kid in the game he doesn't say much he doesn't do a lot of in game coaching there's a lot of standing there with crossed arms like Carlisle was demonstrative um, kid is not and and I don't know how that's gonna go. Yeah, um, I didn't watch the last few games. I had other things going on. You did on, not miss much. But, uh, yeah, I can tell. Um, the thing that surprised me is um, Jalen Brunson's hair after um, <laughs> going from the fro to cornrows or whatever. I, he looks is. good. He looks different. I, I will tell you that. Yes. Yeah, I, I was just I just was completely caught by a surprise. Like, what happened here? <laughs> I, I missed the big hair because it made him look taller. And now he's yes. like smaller. And I'm like now, now yeah. I don't know. But he, I will. It, there's something he he's so damn buff. Like he's built like a tank. And yeah. and I just I really I I enjoy seeing him back and forth. It's glad to see him have a good game tonight because he did not have a good game against the. Yeah, yeah. I I saw the scores and then I was like, well, I better try this out tonight. And first time trying. Thanks for the time. Well, thank you for joining us, Greg. I hope you come back. <laughs> Yes, thank you. All right, you have a good night. You too, thank you. Okay, coming up last, we have Henry. Henry, take us out with some fun. Oh, wow. Okay, you put a lot of pressure on me because, um, I mean, to be quite honest, uh, I find myself unable to get up for these kinds of wins because, you know, when you come out like a wet fart against, you know, playoff-bound teams (laughs) – it's, you know, it's like uh, I'm at the point where, you know, you play 2K and you're in my GM mode and you just want to sim to the post. I oh, get it. Bad. No, I yeah, get it. No. Like you said, after 20 games, you kind of learn what this team is and, you know, little roster turnover. It's like, I mean, OK, we we beat the Pels like, yay. Yeah, but I mean, we watch so many of these games, and if we're doing stuff like this, you got to kind of enjoy the fun stuff a little bit. Like, to me, that's the most fun I've seen Luca have in a basketball game in a while, and I can't judge the the impact on that other than to say I'm just glad to see it because he had not looked happy in two weeks. And, you know, it's not just the losses. Even in some of the wins, they've been grindy. So it's like taking the little things from it, and wondering how much they can build on it. Now, I thought they could build on the Clippers game, and then they came out and were like, Washington Wizards, please score 60 points in the paint. Cleveland Cavaliers, please blot out the sun. And I just, I don't know what to expect from this team. We keep, there's a couple of folks in the chat. Jason, you know, these Mavs are what they are, and I'm saying, I don't know what the hell they are, other than weird. Like, they're fun at times, but I will say that it's been a mostly frustrating season because I think we expected more. Yeah, um, I don't know if it was discussed earlier about um, Frank Nilakina's, um our defensive rating when he's on the court. It's like 97.8, which is best in the league, and it is third worst when he's off the court. So I'm hoping that um, – I mean, from what I've seen from him, granted his uh, his shot hasn't fallen to the degree that you know we would like, but I really like what he brings defensively as far as him like moving around and what he brings in that aspect. Sure. I miss him. I, I think the team has missed him. I'm curious. You know, he's had that calf strain. He's been working out before games, and he looks fine. But any sort of strain-based stuff, they want to be very tentative with. 
Um, I'm hopeful he's back soon. All right. Appreciate it, Kurt. Thanks for having me up. Sure thing. Have a good night. Okay, guys, another wonderful um, group therapy. This will be posted tomorrow afternoon. Please go download, even though all of you have listened to it. Um, I will say one of the things I would love is if you could send me those notifications or whatever they are from Spotify, uh, the Spotify Rapid. I really enjoy getting those messages. It's nice to know that people like these. Um, I get sometimes I get really butt hurt uh, and sensitive about criticisms from other platforms, and it's just nice to see people like listen to this stuff and enjoy it because it's 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 fun, but it's also a lot of work. So this has been Kirk Henderson, Mavs Moneyball Group Therapy. Had a great time. We will see you guys Friday. Everybody have a great rest of the week. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.